Welcome to the Man Up Podcast, where we talk about the man you are, the man you want to become, and everything in between. Men, it's time to man up. Hey, this is Jeremy Moyer back again with another episode of the Man Up Podcast, where we help you become the man that you want to be, a.k.a. Be your best. And today I have one of my awesome friends, Kyle, with me. Kyle, man, go ahead, introduce yourself. Tell everyone listening, you know, what you got going on in your life. What do you do? Are you married? Do you have kids? Yeah. So, well, first off, I'm a transplant from Pennsylvania. So we both are. We had to, uh, you know, bring uh, some excitement down here to the south. Yep. yep. So uh, we uh, I'm married uh, for five years and we have two kids and one on the way. We have a three-year-old and 18 months, and then my wife is due in June. End of June. Don't ask me the date. I Very used to cool. know when the first and the second one, but now it's the just third one. You just, third kid, it's oh, about yeah, it's, end of June sometimes. It's between April and July. <laughs> Somewhere in there. Yeah, man. Dude, having kids is a whirlwind. I have two myself, seven and five, and yesterday... Um, I picked up, well, my wife picked up our daughter and son from school and she brought them home and my daughter was going to go with me to help a bunch of guys from man up, do a little work project for mm-hmm. a guy. Yep. And she asked me if she could go along. I said, sure. And bro, she was like a little angel. She was the sweetest she's been in months. And I texted my wife. I said, what did you do to, what did you do to her? <laughs> what did you say to her? Did you threaten her? Did you promise her something? Because she is, please tell me your secrets. She's like an angel right now. Yeah. And all the guys were like, man, like one dude's like, Man, your your daughter works harder than my twelve year old son. Uh, I was like, today, yes. <laughs> Every day, no. They're giving you compliments, like, man, what are you doing? What's your secret? Like, and you're like, she's 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 not usually like this. I mean, she's usually she's usually a really good kid, but there's certain days. I don't know if you know, but you're with you know it's with your kids. Oh, like, yeah. They're just it's just a special day, and you're like, their mood is just perfect. Yeah, and it's so much fun to be around. You're like, oh, if you were like this every day, we would have so much more fun. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? So, well, guys, today we're going to be talking about the idea of spirituality, mainly focusing on the concept of spiritual desire and spiritual plans and how those play out in, in our lives. So Kyle's going to share and I'll share about mine and then we'll hopefully give you guys a bunch of advice and things that you can be challenging yourself with in your own spiritual life and daily life. So we're going to start with, we're each going to list the things that we spend more time on per week than our own spiritual growth. And we're going to see what these are. So I'll go first. Now, preface this, it is the off season, but I'm a huge football fan. I love football. I love everything about it. I love fantasy football. love watching football. love playing football. love talking football trash. love going to Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, any game that's on. My wife, she pretty much knows like Sundays on football season, we go to church, we get lunch, we come home, and the next eight hours, baby, it's football. <laughs> now, can I ask you, are you XFL? Now, see, I have watched some of the XFL games. They're on Saturday. So I norm- Saturday I, is still kind of like my like work on the house project day. Yeah. Um, so I will still normally on Saturday be caught up doing house stuff around the house. Do you house. have a team that you follow? Or? No, I, I, haven't, I haven't picked a team yet. I do enjoy watching it, and there's, it's fun highlights. But The rules are really different. I like the, uh, there's a lot of rules in the XFL that I wish they brought over to the NFL. Yeah, I think the onside kick and you know all that kind of stuff is just more fun. I don't know how it would ever translate, but they are pretty good, man. And yeah, I think they a lot of them are ex ex NFL players, so they played in the NFL at some point. Right. Yep. A lot of them were really good college players who maybe had a bad break and never got into the pros. So I mean, it's good football, good watching it, and it's still one thing that I probably watch that and think I could I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a really high belief of my physical like a kicker? ability. No. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, dude, I could totally, I could totally play a couple downs. I couldn't be a starter, but I, could, you, I could go in in relief and not mess up too badly for a player too. Did you ever hear that a uh, bunch of NFL players were interviewed? Uh, I think it was at the Super Bowl, and they said, "Could an average person get one yard?" Yeah, yeah. And, and like, you, no. and you're the guy. I'm, I'm, I'm the guy who thinks I could. <laughs> I think they asked Patrick Mahomes, "Could like could an average average man complete a pass in the NFL?" And he's like, "No way." Yeah, and that's so See, crazy. I don't think so either. To think about that, you're like, how like how's it not how not, you know? <sighs> yeah. So the speed that they move anyway. Yeah. No way. And that's it. I mean, okay. Speaking of the sports and how normal guys think they're really good. Like guys can go on the golf course and shoot a shot just like Tiger Woods. Right. But the mm-hmm. problem is 
that guy will hit that shot one time out of a hundred shots where tiger hits it 99 out of a hundred shots that way exactly. that, that good exactly that's the difference like i can't like i can't go dunk a basketball no matter how hard i try i just can't dunk a basketball i can't go push a 300 pound lineman out of the way no matter how, how hard i try but every once in a while when i play golf i can hit a marvelous shot that's as good as a pro the difference is you have to do it every time to be a good golfer. Exactly. Yeah. And consistency. consistency is, is, <clears throat> is the hardest part of that game. Mm. So, yeah. What about you, man? What's okay. So that, that's mine. Uh, football, yeah. fantasy football, all the above of football. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think just TV in general, it's just so accessible, uh, especially in, in our age. And when, then when you have kids and then you put them down, you're like, ah, oh, it's finally my uh, time to just relax time. and just do what I want. And, yeah. and like as, a, as a, as a parent and someone who works, like I know you, yeah. you run your own company. Right. Um, so, you know, by the time you get done running your own company, you get home or spend some time with the kids, the day's been long. You're like, I just need to relax my mind. Exactly. Just unplug. And yeah. so, do you have a couple sports, of favorite TV shows or are you well, like, Hey, I'm just gonna watch whatever's on and I'm, I'm fine with just like TV or are you like, hey, I'm going to, I'm on Netflix or Hulu or. Yeah. I, to be honest, sports, I mean, it was the world cup. So, I watched, tried to watch every game that yep. I could. Uh, and you're so, a huge soccer, <clears throat> huge so you, soccer fan. Yeah, huge soccer fan. Love watching, love playing, coaching. You know, obviously our business it revolves around soccer. Uh, so <clears throat> it was actually kind of funny. My wife and I were talking about this the other day, and I'm, she's like talking about sports and stuff. And I was like, "Hey, what sports do you like to like watch with me?" And she's like, "Well, football." And I was really shocked by that answer. You mean European football? No, like American <laughs> football, right? And I was like, "Oh, okay." I was like, "Well, I'm surprised it wasn't soccer." She's like, "Yeah, like if I ever ask you a question in soccer, you never answer. You don't even hear me." So, oh, really? Oh yeah, I get real into the games, especially <laughs> oh, like, especially like watching it with her. You're, yeah, you're like too she, distracted by the game, right? Versus if you're watching a different sport, it's more conversation yeah, between you. Yeah, exactly. I'm a yeah, little bit more present. Um, yeah. So I can see that when I'm watching football, I don't really like to discuss what's happening. Yeah, like, engrossed in the game. Time to explain this. I'm gonna miss what's happening next. Right, the next. First, like if I'm watching baseball, sure I can explain what a strike is because well, it's gonna be forever until the next pitch anyway. Yeah. But now with the new new uh, shot clock or pitch pitch clock. Yep. That's interesting. Uh, my next one would be projects around the house and i'm not talking about projects this is this is one of my downsides is that a lot of guys have like a to-do list right like hey yeah like that window's broken or like that light is falling apart like these things that that should be done like just to keep yeah, your house like, exactly in living condition i'm more like on a random weekend i'll be i want to redo my whole backyard and just tear stuff up that doesn't need to be tore up like try and take something from like a, a 90 percent to a 95 percent definitely does not need to be done but I will get engrossed in it and I will spend the next week and a half, two weeks, just every spare moment working on a project that did not need to be done. Mm -hmm. So that's house projects and things that I think I can take control of and be like, I'm controlling this. Those can consume me. Yeah. I would say for me that I get distracted a lot with like just work related stuff. It's hard for me to kind of turn it off. Now I would say the last six months I, done better at it um, but you know answering emails at late hours and you know making sure that you know our, our staff are doing what they need to be doing and <clears throat> it can be you know quite I guess daunting with just like all the things that you have to do and the list like always keeps growing and you never really accomplish everything that you need to do in that day and then on top of that I work from home which is great and I do love it has its ups and downs has its benefits and yeah. its disadvantages yeah exactly and you know there's it's because I'm around there's there's certain times that I need to be called on to you know be dad or to help Kayla with with things around the house and those you know I'm great I, I'm grateful that I'm able to do that however it just you know push pushes things off so that it has to be done at night and you know as far as like work just just putting so much time and energy into you know a a career a job that um doesn't i mean it matters because you need to obviously provide but yep. at the end of the day you know reallocating and, and refocusing to you know, be intentional about spending more time with, with family. And then obviously, you know, spiritually. So that, that work, you know, is, is hard to just turn off for me. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. My third one would have to be games or, I mean, video games 
can also be there, but also just you're social. a gamer. I did not. Ex- yeah. I did not. Yeah. What's your? What do you play? PS Five. Oh well, like what games do you play? I like well, I play Madden. Okay, I was gonna guess that. I play Madden. I, FIFA is also near the top of my list. I you'll love, play. You play, play FIFA. You want to play after this? We should play. <laughs> we should play. Yeah, we're gonna pause, guys. Listen, we're pausing the podcast. We'll, we'll be back in thirty minutes <laughs> from uh, our intermission. So yeah, I love playing video games. Um, games on my phone, and then also just I mean social media. Like I right now, I actually don't have social media on my phone. Don't so I don't have Facebook or Instagram. And honestly, my phone, sometimes I'll look at it and be like, what are you good for? You can't do anything. Yeah. All I can do is reply to texts, make phone calls, like very, very basic stuff. Like what a phone was intended for. What a phone was originally, <laughs> yeah. Like when I was in high school, what my phone could do. Yeah, with, uh, exactly. T- with T9 t- texting. Do you remember T9 texting? Oh, I remember that. I remember the Razor. You remember the, I had the Razor. You remember I had the Razor? I remember the Razor came out. I was like, this is... How many times? I'm so cool. you had to click to send a word? Yeah. It's like if you wanted to spell like oh, forever, yeah. you're like, okay, F. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, <laughs> people and I have no idea what we're talking about. There's like young guys or people listening to this who are younger than us. Like, I just remember like pulling team. it out and just flipping it open. Thing I was super cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> had the I little was, sound. I, dude, I thought I was the bomb when I had a razor phone. Oh, so, how times have changed. Yeah, so my my third one would be video games or games on my phone. Yeah, what your third one? La- last one? Yeah, last one. I mean, obviously, I do play a little bit. I don't play as much really, so I wouldn't consider that. But I would say my phone for sure. Like I can just kill time on YouTube, like no other, you yep. know. And it's it's like they got those little shorts in there, and mm-hmm. they're like I don't know, twenty, thirty second clips. And I like a lot of different stuff as far as like sports or projects around the house. We we just bought. Mm-hmm. So yep. thanks to, thanks to Jeremy, a little shout out, Movement Mortgage. You know they helped us. So um, yeah, I, I we, found. Go ahead. I was just gonna say we since we moved in August, we've we've redone every room upstairs so the four bedrooms and two bathrooms and we're fi- finishing the last bathroom call chip and joanna get them over here they need to I, see this action i well i tell you what we uh <laughs> n- we're not chipping joanna games yet but we're like can you see like like, like each room you're like oh this is better than the first room we did oh for sure yeah for sure and you learn tips along the way and you're just like well i won't do that again <laughs> so as they say experience is the best teacher that's very true that's very true Speaking of wasting time on like YouTube, this morning I, uh, I on my computer I jumped on Facebook just to see if I had any messages from anyone, and I it, there was a video pop up on Facebook. It was like the unseen mystery of the the sea orphan girl. Hmm. You guys should see his face right now. He's oh, like, he's like, what is this? I think I've seen that. It's like 1960, yeah. right? Like this family goes on like on like this yeah. cruise and hires she disappears. this like, hires this, yeah. hires this guy. And the guy like kills the whole family and tries to sink the boat, and the girl escapes, and it's like lost at sea. Yeah, and I was pro- it was probably twenty five minutes long, and I was just like, wa- I'm like watching it, thinking I cannot stop watching this. I have to know what happened. This is so intriguing, and wasted twenty five minutes of my day, and my life's no better from it. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, so I learned that I don't really want to ever go to sea with someone I don't really know with know very well. Mm. So that's what I learned. Yes. Okay. So we're going to talk about spirituality real quick. We're going to play a little game. We play this at Man Up. And Kyle, um, he got to Man Up a little late, so he has not played this game yet this week. So, Kyle, I'm going to play a little game. It's called Missing Out. Yeah. It's called Verse or Song. Okay. So I'm going to read a line, and you're going to tell me if it's a verse from the Bible or if it's a song lyric of a country music song. Okay. Okay. Let's right. so see how he does here, guys. First one Have you ever seen anything like this? Ever seen pain like my pain? Seen what he did to me? Definitely a song. That's a that's a verse from Lamentations. <laughs> uh, nice try. Good, good job. Okay, here we go. I weep, weep, buckets of tears, and not a soul within miles around cares. Now you got me second guessing. Yeah. <laughs> that think? first oh, one's gonna be the. What do you think? I gut reaction. I'm gonna I'm gonna go song again. That's a verse. <sighs> oh my gosh. Okay, here we go. Should I go country song now? Don't don't now you're messing now you're messing with me. Did you have to do this? I was thinking that you could be trusted. That's got to be a country that's song. A, okay, that's, okay, that's a country God. song. There you go. That's my that's my strategy. Just pick one and <laughs> stick with it. Go with it. <laughs> uh, okay, here we'll finish with this one. We've been to hell and back. We've nowhere to turn, nowhere to go. Rivers of tears pour from my eyes. I'm gonna say verse. Yeah, that's a verse. Okay. It, uh, that's a little intense for a country song, even some yeah. of the new stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, um, 
anyway, so we get, we're going to get talking about this idea of spiritual depth and spiritual growth in our lives as men, mainly talking about where does the, what does desire, what role does desire play in that? And then what, what role does having a good plan play in that? Here's a quote. It says, if we don't ask God for help, we will never gain enough yards to score a spiritual touchdown or live in victory. So mm. speaking of football, I thought mm-hmm. I like that quote. And it, it was so important, man. Like no matter if there's not a single person that can desire spiritual growth without God meeting them in the middle of that. Like if God doesn't call you toward himself, if God doesn't let the Holy Spirit speak to you and work in you, you're never going to want spiritual growth enough mm. to sustain that. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I think I'd see a little bit of a two-way street where God calls us to himself and then obviously the Holy Spirit hasn't, you know, equips us and empowers us to continue to live through life. But that that needs to be obviously fleshed out and intentional because we live, especially in, here in, in America, where it's just, just surrounded by distractions and options and so many different things that we could spend our time on that, like, we we look, you know, it's almost like that slow fade of like, wait a minute, how did I, how did I get here? How did I just spend, you know, an hour on YouTube where yeah, versus I like, could have been, how did I just spend an hour in my Bible or exactly praying for, exactly praying, praying for the people in my life mm-hmm. or, you know, an hour sitting, talking with my kids about David and Goliath, right? Like, yeah, here, here's a question. So do you, do you think more men lack spiritual depth because of a lack of desire or because of a lack of a plan? One yeah. proceeds the other. Well, I don't. Maybe one doesn't proceed the other. Maybe they one. Maybe they go hand in hand. But which reason do you think most men would say? Here's why I'm not at the spiritual death I should be at. Is it because they don't desire it, or because they don't have a plan? I think there's a little bit of both, honestly. Um, so if you had to give, it, you had to, if you I, had to give it percentages, I, I'm, I'm, ooh, okay. Like if you had to give it, I was going to just say I lean toward hundred percent. What percentage is? I'm going to say, I would say thirty percent just lack this the the spiritual depth because of of a desire and i'm going to say 70% i don't have a plan okay so and i, I mean, could, that, the good news is that you kind of say hey i think 70% of guys do want it correct they're just not they're not focused on a plan or maybe don't have a way of knowing how to get there exactly That's and cool. and you and you look at it you're like i mean we're obviously you're in in business for yourself and and so for for me it's like you know we wouldn't go into business without a business plan right yeah we wouldn't have spent tons of hours working through our business plan adjusting our business plan you know or um when the business plan doesn't work we're changing it yeah pivoting yeah exactly pivoting to to something different obviously covid was a big a big part of that where everybody almost every business had to had to do that and so yeah i just when we look at our spiritual life and that's even like so much more important than, than a business. And we don't even spend probably half the time yeah, we don't really have a plan. developing a, a plan, a, a spiritual plan. And so, uh, I, yeah, if I had to land on a, on a percentage, I'd say, yeah, more often than it, I do believe we were created to worship, you know, a creator and to have a desire and to, to grow closer to the Lord. But, that's like me saying, you know, hey, I, I want to be a million dollar business, you know, or like, hey, I want to run a marathon. Like, well, it's, how are you going to do that, Kyle? Exactly. Yeah, you have to have a plan. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I just hope it happens. Yeah, exactly. You're like, well, I, you know, I, I, I work in the business once a week for an hour, right? Like, yeah, I go to church, you know, for an hour. So yeah. I think, uh, yeah, as men, we, we like to be in control, most of us, you know, and so yeah. I think it's, yeah, important that we take that same care that we would in our our professional life and dedicate that to to the spiritual life and so when i got these questions earlier today i was like man that is exactly so true that and convicting that i'm i haven't been there and so i started to think about what what would be my plan you know to implement this year Mm, um yep along with all the other things that that man up has done with with the champions um with the the man-to-man mission so yeah, like one of the things that we challenge guys to do at Man Up is to pick a 45-day habit. Exactly, and yep. To pick something that you're like, say, I'm going to do this every day for 45 days. And one of the guys that we just talked to on Tuesday night, 
Brad, he was sharing his and he said, Hey, listen, I'm, my new four to five day habit is I'm going to, I'm going to take a walk every day and just kind of mentally be present with my thoughts. And I, I know he wants to use that for a part of spirit, partly spiritual, mm-hmm. probably partly, you know, reflecting on his day, just thinking about life. But that is so important. Like you have to have a plan and you have to be able to not just have a plan that says, I will do this eventually, or I hope that this happens. You got to write almost, you don't have to write down, but listen, guys, if we've learned anything from yeah, these episodes yep. we've done and from talking with other guys, if you don't write it down, the chances of it really coming coming true, very, very slim. You, mm-hmm. can't, you can't just have it be a thought that passes through your brain. If you want it to be real, sit on it, think about it, lock it in, lock it down, put it in writing, put it in front of your eyes somewhere and see it every day. That's where like my mission to manhood that became way more powerful in my life when I started looking at it every day in the mirror of, of my bathroom. So I look mm-hmm. at it every day now, I read it, and that's changed way more than when it was just on my phone in my notes app that I would only see it if I went searching for it. Exactly. Yeah, putting something up where you can see it every day. I know that was actually in one of the business books I read was put your goals up so you can see them every day because vision fades yep. and your goals fade because you're, you're in the day to day. And especially with kids, you know, it even exacerbates things where you just, just yeah, you kind of get, you kind of go into survival mode sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's great. So out of the 30% of guys who out there are saying, like you were kind of saying, Hey, 30% of guys probably just don't really have the desire to, to grow there. And these are guys, I would say, like, if we're taking this group of guys, I don't think we're not, we're not considering guys outside of, 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 of faith, right? Right, yeah. That, that, that'd be a totally different skewed number. But specifically, guys, we're talking like probably if we looked at 100 guys who were in church on Sunday morning, right. 70 of them, 70% of them are saying, yeah, I, I, want, I want a better relationship with God. I'm just not really sure. I just don't have a plan to get, to get there. there. Yeah. I don't have a plan to get there. Um, then the other 30% is like, I'm here because it's what I do. Yep. I'm here because if I didn't show up, my wife would be nagging me, right? Yeah. Like, yep. you, you, you're just going to stay just home. Just check off the list like, and so get it off your back. You go to back. church to make your, make your wife happy. You go to church to make your kids happy. You go to church. Yeah, it's, what's because, your motive? Because you go to church. Is that, that's where you see some of, the, uh, some of the people who have money in your line of work and says, hey, listen, I need to keep up. I need to make sure that they, they see me at church. Because right. That's, yeah. that's Networking. Good, that's good for my business. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, how do you think, is, is there a, a way to tell if we, if I as a man have become numb to my own spiritual growth, like I, I'm not, I'm just numb to it. I don't realize what's going on. I don't realize how I'm fading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great question. Honestly, I think today, obviously, we live in a, in a, in a in a very comfortable environment, and so I think we are almost self independent and so we don't really need the lord and i know that's true for um a lot of maybe men because they have things you know together especially you know maybe more successful men and and i'm not trying to put anybody in a box but i think that once you have things set in place you don't really need to lean on the lord you don't have to have necessarily that faith like i have a friend right now who's you know, in, in a tough financial spot. And he's just like, trust. And every time I, t- I talk to him, he's like, hey, man, I'm just trusting the Lord that I can make my next mortgage payment. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's yeah, a, that's like, a, that's I, a, that's I, a, that's I a, love, like, I love where your faith set. I hate where you have to be ex- to get to that. Have that faith like yes, that. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, just here in America, I just think that that's, that is probably our, and I honestly, I think it's probably even Satan, one of Satan's tools is just to get us comfortable and content where, we don't really grow in our in our spiritual faith and we don't help anybody else grow in their spiritual faith. Yeah. So for those guys out there, because um, I definitely agree, being in America, the the American dream mm-hmm. is to have, the, alive easy, and well. to have the easy life, mm-hmm. to not, not have to worry, not have to work extra hard, to have your kids be healthy. All these things. Like when you go on the mission field and you see families that have nothing, you see parents struggling to put food on the table for their kids and they're praying like, God, help me find work tomorrow so I can buy food for my kids. Mm-hmm. Your whole perspective on life changes. But here in America, we, we just live so far removed from that way of life that it is very difficult to feel the need to wake up in the morning and say, God, I need you. Mm-hmm. So what would, what would we say for those guys that might be finding themselves in the boat that honestly would say, and, and I would say I, I'm in this place most days, 
Most days I wake up and if God did not show up in my life that day, my life would still probably be pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, my, my, my lights would stay on. I would still go to work. Um, all my kids are healthy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I, right now, apart from a couple of things in my life, life's pretty good. But there are a couple of things in my life right now that I'm like, okay, God, without you, I don't, I don't see how this happens. I don't see how this works. But for guys out there who don't have that right now, who don't have a thing that's begging them to rely on God, what's their motivation? Why, what, why should they still be pursuing God at a deep level, even if they don't really need anything materialistically or even relationally? Like they're pretty set in life. Yeah, I believe that, you know, as men, we're, we're called to, to lead and set an example. And so if we're just comfortable with our life and, and we really don't put God as a, as a priority or our faith as a priority, um, especially, if you're, especially if you're a father, I think that your kids will catch that, you know. And not that we should do things for that only reason. You know, I do believe that we need to commit to growing as, as men you know, especially in this culture where manhood and, and even what a man is, is attacked every which way. And, uh, you know, honestly, I, if men are really serious about, you know, that like desire, I, I really believe God, God could put something in their life where they are. Like when they say, don't like, don't pray for patience. Like God will put something in your life. Yes. To give you patience. Yes, exactly. So if like maybe you are one of those thirty percent and I'm and I and I'll tell you, I, I would even be there in the last like six months. Like I've just been very comfortable with things and have coasted a little bit, if that makes sense. Yeah. So um as of recent, I like my wife has grown let me let me back up I'll rewind here. So back with like with COVID, um so I opened a bit I opened a business, moved to a new state, had a baby that was see three months old and we're in a new place we launched a business two months later COVID hit we shut down lost everything no income nothing like and that was that was a very stretching moment for me and that was probably the closest that I've been to the Lord because I needed during that during that that, yeah during during like March 15th to like the end of really the end of the year. And then as the business has continued to grow and find a little bit of success and, you know, as I've kind of hired staff and stepped away, it's, it's, yeah, it's gotten I've gotten, easier. I've gotten, it's gotten easier. Yeah. And so, um, and it's, 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 a, it's, it's, it's tough. You gotta be really intentional just about yeah. wanting to grow and having a plan so that you don't just have that, you know, where you fall back into that 30% of just, well, Hey, things are good. We're going to go to church. Like, but like, no, we need to serve. I think that's another big part of that. And I think yeah. pe- people have grown and grow close to the Lord when they're like, get them, get, get the focus off themselves and they just focus on how yeah. they can serve others. And, and, and almost just almost like if you were, if you were, if someone was to say, tell you, Hey, I kind of feel a little numb to like my spiritual desire right now. I would say, like you said, go serve somewhere. That will awaken a spiritual desire in you when you start serving other people. Yeah, because that's not what, like, I mean, I've, that's the last place that, like, Satan wants you to be, right? He yeah. wants you to be comfortable. He doesn't want you to go and, like, yeah. put yourself in the fire. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be the fire of my life's falling apart. It could right. be put yourself in the fire of someone else's life and be there for them. There's right. a quote that we, 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 uh, we went over this week. It says, spiritual growth happens much more quickly when you put down the menu and serve in the kitchen. Yeah. And exactly the same point. Yep. Like so many times, like what like what Sunday morning is for most Christians, or what even we're saying like this seventy percent of guys who who desire a deep relationship with God, but what are they doing? They're they're maybe sitting around and being like, Well, if, if this podcast would only speak to me more mm. or if that message would have only been directly targeted yeah. toward me. And you know what that whole thing is, is is it's consumerism, right? It's just and that's the way that we live like what what can I, what else can I get? What else can fright feed me? This I need more of this. Yeah. And I think as a man, you have to stop for a moment and say, okay, like what do I instead of what do I just need to to fill and absorb, what can I what can I give? Right. And if so if you go into a church and you're like, all right, what the, what's the church gonna give me today? And as opposed to, man, what could I give what could I give the church? What who could I 
you know, influence and impact or, you know, encourage, equip today. And it's a, a, exactly. a special place to be. <clears throat> yeah. So you already mentioned, you know, the, that, that tough season in life where the business had to shut down because of COVID mm-hmm. and how reliant that, that brought you to a place of saying, God, like I need you. And your spiritual growth had to, had to go deep mm-hmm. because it's, you know, at, at that point, even like your friend earlier, like sometimes that's all you have. Right. And what's all you have is not a bad place to be. Um, what about this? What would, what would you say, what are some other factors that have led to the spiritual desire that you have in you now? Like as, as Kyle, how, yeah. how old are you, Kyle? Oh man, 36. 36. Okay. I, I had to say it today and I was like, I think I'm 35. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm 35. So, okay. What 35, <laughs> after 35, after like 35, you just stop counting, right? Okay. So this is my last year counting. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So other than, other than that, that time, what are some other things that when you look at the desire that's in you right now, what other factors in life are pushing you to say, I, I want to have a desire to have a deeper relationship with God. Do you mean like today or even just like the man that I am today in yeah, the, in the I, moments I mean, leading up to I'd that? I'd be more curious on like, like as of today, like if you, if you, if you put out a list of, Hey, these are the reasons that I desire a spiritual, a deeper spiritual relationship with God. What would those reasons be today? Yeah. Honestly, I think it really just stems from one being in a in a position where I could lead my family spiritually. And I know we talked about that on Tuesday is what what does that look like? And I, I've been fortunate to have a lot of men in my life that have, have really modeled that. But my wife has as she she would be a newer Christian. You know, she came to the, know the Lord later in life. Uh, I shouldn't say newer Christian, but she came to know the Lord later in life. Um, and so she's been growing like crazy right now. And so it's put me in a position where it's, you know, wow, like she's, she's, she's even challenging me oh, yeah. because yeah. she's so engrossed in what well, right now she's going through revelation, which is a really heavy book. Mm-hmm. And so it's been, you know, challenging for me to, like she's coming in here asking questions about, you know, um, what she's been reading and yeah, it's, it's, it's challenged me to, you know, get back. It's been a long time since I've even read revelation. And, uh, that's, that's, that's honestly a big one is, is my wife has really just, I guess, encouraged me or, or maybe I guess challenged me in a way that I I need to be challenged. She's she's challenging you because she's she's growing. She's not like in your face saying, Hey, I think, I think you should be reading as much as I am. No, you you see it in her and that calls it out of you. Exactly. Yeah. Same as like when you're like, you ever like ran like, you know, I'm sure you did runs like suicides in sports. And when you're, you, when you see someone else pushing harder than you, if you're a real athlete or you're, you want to be the alpha, you're you're like, Oh, you're going to push harder. No, 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 bro. I'm the first one. I'm going to be the first one through that line. And it's not that that person looked at you and said, I'm going to beat you or, Hey, why don't you do what I do? But I think us as guys, there is that there, there's always that competitiveness factor of like, I want to be the best. And that can be healthy. It can also be really helpful in our marriages when we say, Hey, my wife is just thriving right now. Look yes. at her go. Yeah. You can, you can, you can cheer her on and say, I see what, what, what's, what God's doing in you. I'm so pumped for that. And I want you to know that is inspiring me. And I want to, I'm not going to tag along on your, on your, on your spiritual train. I'm going to get, I'm going to be on my own, but I want you to know, like you're, you're encouraging me. And I hope that when, what you see in me over the next six months, that that will be a blessing to you. And together as we're both drawing ourselves closer to God, that our relationship would only become stronger, more intimate and closer yeah. together. Yeah. And that's something really cool. Like I'm, I remember many times in, in on my marriage that I looked at Arden and I thought, man, she is, she is, she's more disciplined in her spiritual walk right now. She's growing more than I am. And that always, it was a good thing for me to see. Mm-hmm. It was a matter of then, okay, am I going to now put a plan in place to match her? Because right. what you don't want to do is you don't want to be in a relationship and someone else is outpacing you toward God every day, every month, every year, because at some point you're going to lose so much ground that there's almost going to be a gap between you at that point. You know, mm-hmm. exactly. So. Yeah, I think that, and then along along the lines too is is my kids. You know, yep. and they've been watching me. And so, like the other day, um, my daughter discovered the word disgusting. And that's disgusting. Be- disgusting. And that's because 
<laughs> and that's because I usually say that when I change my son's diaper. And uh, well, that's I'm telling you because he, they are disgusting. They that is yes. So I'll, it was just a, a little reminder of like they're watching. Oh, their yeah. eyes and their ears are always on yep. dad and. You know, am I being the type of man that they want to follow? Or are they, for my daughter, am I being the type of man and the example and model that she's going to look for in the future? Yeah. Now she's three, so yeah. not anywhere near that soon. Uh, you just wait. <laughs> my daughter came down this morning, downstairs this morning. She goes, Dad, look, I'm wearing all black. Everything's black. <laughs> and she was just so excited to wear all black to school today. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> cool. I'm not worried yet. You're only seven. Yeah. If if this was if you were 15, I might be a little more, more worried that you're in a more of a d- emotional call for help. Yeah. But you're seven. You think it's cool to wear all black? Let's let's roll with it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Different yeah. stages of life. Um, I would say the um, I I definitely agree with those two reasons for sure. Um, my other one right now would be like the the spiritual battles that, that I'm trying to overcome in my own life. Just whether it is addictions or habits. Finally starting to realize and say, God, like, I don't think I can do this without you. Mm. And that's been a big thing, too, because um, many guys, myself included, have, like, you know, if, they, if you have any kind of advice in your life that you're like, man, like, yeah, that's not really healthy for me. I drink a little too much. I, I have foul language around my family. I shouldn't probably, I should probably cut that out. You know, I'm, I'm addicted to gambling or spending or eating right. or you know lust pornography right um i'm having an affair like any of these things that you're like man i really should change this but i'm not quite sure how to start with a relationship with god that's something i've been really focusing on right now is that the plan's great to overcome those things and to weed them out of your life but if if you're not having connected to god and having a spiritual spiritual foundation or spiritual roots in that the the plan is going to eventually fade and fail. Mm -hmm. So, and I think a lot of times with, you know, wanting to improve or or addictions or, you know, whatever the, the, you know, challenges that we all face on a, on a day to day, it might even just be contentment, you know, or anything that might be putting a place in uh, removing that and removing some of those triggers or things that would, would cause that, you know, sin, but also replacing that. And so I think that's like a, of both ends and, and a lot of, in early years ago, I would, <clears throat> you know, remove something or like, man, Hey, I really, you know, I had an issue with obviously, you know, many different types of things. Um, and, and, you know, trying to like, just take it away. Obviously you have to replace that with something that's better. Yep. And you have to have a bigger yes. Yes. Kyle, for you, when was, you know, when you look at your lovely 36 years of life mm. that you've lived, mm-hmm. um, what would you say, what point in your life was your spiritual desire to be close to God the strongest? And maybe like, what was the main reason that it was like that at that season or that time of your life? Yeah. I think there's different, I guess, areas. I guess in my 30s, it would have been COVID, you know, well, obviously with the business that I mentioned earlier i think 20s obviously in college went to a bible college and that was you just surrounded by spiritual things all around and which was which was awesome definitely loved that environment that experience and then i think even prior to that even in high school or even elementary school being in um like mission trips going on different mission trips and surrounding yourself with you know, growth and serving, I think, which we alluded to before, you've just, you, you're in a, in a, in a position where you're just elated with, with, you know, helping others grow and you and, and, and in turn you're growing and, and, you know, growing to the Lord and also helping those, you know, grow as well. So I don't know those, I guess those, three stages, you know, in, yeah. in, in your life. What about yourself? Um, yeah, that's interesting. Breaking it down into three different stages. So in like high school-ish age, I remember being very, very, finding out like new things about God. 
mm-hmm. whether it's new understanding of, man, this is what it means to worship God. Or this is like, I remember even probably in my teenage years, seeing God like answer some prayers for the first time. And mm, it's when things yeah. are new like that. You're like, man, I never, You're like discovering I, never things. I never knew that God really answers prayers when you pray him. I never knew that if, um, I remember one night we were at youth group and I decided to just, it was middle of worship. I was like, I'm just going to go outside. And I went out under, under the stars and just looked up and I was just like, God, like I just, I can just, I sent you in a way I've never sent you before. Like I just felt like God was right there. Like yeah. his presence was just mm-hmm. there with me. And those first Right, like it's when you're like in a new relationship and you have like your the first time you say I love you or the first time you kiss or something like that. You're like, man, this is first so exciting. child, yeah. yeah, first kid, all those things, all those firsts. So I think, you know, high school was really a lot of firsts for my relationship with God, and then twenties. I mean, the 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 peak. I would say the peak of my spiritual desire for God was the year the my first year of college. I was surrounded by four guys, and we all were just hungry for God, and we were so focused on growing ourselves, growing spiritually, growing as men. That was one of the coolest years of my life and probably probably was the most defining year of my life. You know, mm-hmm. that, I think it was the, the year I was 19, you know, 19 to 20, right in there. And then, I mean, right now, like in my 30s, um, right now in my 30s, my, my desire for God is really because of having to unlearn a lot of things that I got complacent in and became numb to. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm almost like going back and going back and almost feels like having my, having those first realign, you know, like I went the other day, I went out and prayed and I'm just laid out in the lawn and just laid there and just talked to God. And I thought to myself, I haven't done this in like a decade. It feels like just very honest, open conversation with Jesus. Those are things I did all the time in high school, you mm-hmm. know, cause I was in high school. I was desperate. I was so excited to, to see a new level of God but then eventually I think my, my relationship with God became pretty complacent, became pretty numb, became pretty, Hey, this is pretty good. I'm, it, I'm satisfied with my relationship with God. And I stopped looking for the next level or stopped looking for the next growth opportunity in my, in my faith. I said, Hey, my faith's good enough right now. And mm-hmm. I stopped growing. And if you know anything about, I mean, plants or those things, like you're, you're either growing or dying. There's no just, Hey, I'm, yeah. I'm maintaining. Right. And along with that too, there's might be some pruning, you know, yeah. to, 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 to have healthy growth. There might be certain things that you have to almost recalibrate and like reassess where you you become complacent and taking a hard assessment of your life and realizing, wow, there's two or three things that like have crept in here with a slow fade that like, yeah, I, you know, one of, one of my man up things is <clears throat> man, to, is a man to man mission. Yeah. yeah, the man-to-man yeah. mission, yeah. the 10, ten mission, items. Mission to manhood. Sorry, mission to manhood. Uh, those 10 items, I have it right in my office. And yeah. one of the things was um, I want to be a man who is gracious mm. and generous. And so I, I was looking at our finances. I was like, man, it's been a couple months that I, I missed our tithe. And like, I I wouldn't have known that. And, and if I didn't see, one, see that, and then two, obviously go yeah. through and, and look at, like our, our budget, but you know, I, so I, I think, yeah, it's important to always kind of just reassess and cut out some things and, and just take, I guess, a, a spiritual inventory. Yeah. 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 So as we wrap up, a lot of guys listening to this, a lot of guys are probably in the phase of, Hey, I, I, if I'm really honest, I'm pretty numb to my faith right now. Um, I'm not sure where the desire went. I'm not sure how to get it back. A lot of guys might be in the other category, the 70 print that says, hey, I, I, I really want to have a deeper faith. I want to have a stronger faith for sure. Um, guys might be saying, like, Listen, I'm tired of being wishy-washy. I'm tired of going days or months or weeks with just feeling like I, I don't know where just God is coasting. in my life. Yeah, just, just coasting. You yeah. know? And so what would be, you know, what's your advice to them? What have you found that has kept your spiritual growth at, at a, a pinpoint of, of your daily life and what, what are those things that you do now? Yeah, it's great. Uh, a lot of the things I do now I got from pillars of the faith, you know, that have gone before me and that I've been able to see one is my dad. And one of the things that it's just really simple that, um, he does as a family. And I think anybody can do, it's not hard, um, is to just have dinner, you know, have a family meal 
and that's at least once a week, you know, have a family meal where you're all sitting down at the dining table. You turn off the distractions, the phones, the TV, et cetera. And you just really quick go around the table and you would just ask each one of us, Hey, what are we learning? You know, what's God teaching you and how can we pray for you? I think that was just very cool. Yeah. Just very simple. And, you know, he, he'd pray at the end and that was it. You know, and we would do that. Um, as, as we got older in sports and things, it was a little bit tougher, but that is one thing that we, Kayla and I want to incorporate into, you know, our family. Now, obviously our kids are young and, you know, yeah, if I, you say, you said they're young, but before you know it, they're, yeah. they're going to be five and seven and yep. 10 and you're like, man, like I, sh- I think I'm looking back at that right now saying I need to start things now because if I don't start now, it's going to, it's going to be really too yeah, late. Yeah. And I wish I would have, it's so much easier starting when they're your yep. kids' ages. Like start before your kids are ready. Right. So that way they can, they don't have time to reject it. You can kind of like help them learn like, hey, this is normal. This is what our family does. And then by the time they're old enough to understand it, they're comfortable with it. Yeah. I think there's, you know, another one was um, just memorizing scripture. Uh, our church <clears throat> has been challenging the fam- our families to uh, go through these these. There's 52, so it's once a week, uh, one a week. Verse a week? Uh, verse a week, yep. And they call them fighter verses, and so we go through and try to memorize, you know, a scripture, and I'll, I'll, I'll admit I am terrible at memorizing. That Dude, is so much harder, harder when you get older. I was, I was, when I, was I didn't kid, know. If they... I could like memorize, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to memorize this verse to get 12 Awana stamps and yeah. like get a lollipop. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. They were, we were, we were really motivated back then. <laughs> Those lollipops. Yeah, the lollipops or, or the stickers. Or, or and the, yeah, the badges. Oh yeah, Iwanas. Yeah, I remember those remember those days. Um maybe we just need an adult version of, of that. Like I, I think need, I need an adult vest with like that's that would, it'd be like more like those um like pins now or something. This might be a, this might be a new marketing plan, a maybe. business plan yeah. here that we can that we can really this is our can, plan we can, that we this is our we plan tackle, that we can market we can to tackle, all men. We can tackle spiritual growth and a business plan at once. <laughs> It's your only one shop, guys. Oh no, that's funny. No, anyway, the the fighter versus uh, was was one. Um, what about what about you? Um, something that's been a huge blessing to me lately is the the my my squad of of guys at Man Up. We've been all sharing some of our favorite all time messages with each other, like mm, sermons. Yeah, and so it's cool because um, I like I think I've listened to a different sermon every day this week, and listening to a sermon it's something I can do. Um, I normally do it in the morning, but then that sermon kind of stays on my mind throughout the day. So I'll find myself praying about what that, that sermon was about. I'll find myself thinking, okay, how does that need to be played out in my life? Mm. What do I need to take from that? And who do you like, who do you like to listen to? Um, I really like, um, pastor Todd from transformation church. I've been listening to him a bunch. Okay. Um, I like him. I really like a little old, little old school, like John Bevere. Um, he was really impactful in my early twenties. So I still listen to a lot of his stuff. Okay. Um, practically Andy Stanley, I think is just so good for like just practical life, life application. And he still intertwines this, the Bible really well into it. And then Stephen Furtick is, is high on my list. Greg Rochelle. Um, those are probably be my, my top guys. Hmm. Okay. I always like uh, listening to Vardy Bachman. I don't, I don't know who that is. Vardy Bachman. Okay. Yeah, he's okay. Now listen, you need to send me one or two of his best messages just so I'll I can send listen you. to it and, and, and be more exposed to he's great, great he, preaching. Yeah, he's he talks a lot about just like what a biblical worldview is like, especially in in today's world. And so he tackles a lot of things that have been a hot topic, you know, here of, of recent, you know, um, like obviously race kind of being one of them. And so he's very biblical. Um, I I listen to him occasionally, but as we're talking, I'm like, man, I I, I got to get back into you know yeah. getting into a more, of a, a more of a more of a habit. Yeah, is. exactly. Reminded just of of yeah. how important and and how much yeah I I I gain from it. But I'll yeah. send it to you, Vonnie. Yeah, it's good. It. And I'll say the other thing that I've I've. I think two weeks ago at Man Up, we were talking about journaling and the guys were just talking about how much they journal. And I was like, man, like, I don't journal. And so I started it this week where um, I'm just reading through some books and I'm actually like, mm. so I have my book 
that I'm reading, and then I have a, just a blank notebook page. And I, I will read maybe half a page, and I'll just force myself, put in your own words what you just got from that half a page of the book. And I'll write it in my own words, like, okay, this, this is what my brain's telling me. This is what my thought process is. This is what I'm learning from that. Because it makes you kind of, it makes you take the, the, the ingredients of the book and makes you put it into your own recipe of how that's going to be played out in, in my life. Mm-hmm. And that's been really interesting. Because then what I do is I'll get done reading the chapter and I'll have eight to 12 sentences of what I learned from that chapter. And I'll reread those, the, the sentences I wrote down. And those will speak to me so loudly because I'm actually self-identifying the parts of the book that were speaking to me and pulling out the, kind of the deeper truth for each one of them for me. Mm-hmm. And that's been really, really good and helpful because sometimes I'll, like, I'll, I like reading um, I only read for like, I only read self improvement books, self help books, whatever. Like, I'm only going to read books that, that's pretty much talking. How do you improve some area of your life? Whether it's self three steps to improve fix your, yourself, improve, improve your business, improve <laughs> right. your marriage, improve your improve yourself, improve your workout. Like like my wife, my wife reads for fun. I watch football yeah. for fun. I don't. Yeah. I know. I will not. I I cannot tell Stephen. you since since graduating high school that I've read a book for fun. Never. Yeah, I would be in that same category. If I'm going to read, it's because I, I, I want to learn. Right. If I want to do something for fun, I'm watching TV or playing sports. I'm not, yep. re- I'm not reading for fun. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're it's cut, not, not cut from thing. the same cloth there. <laughs> There's a couple of books that were just recommended to me by um, some other owners that uh, we get together every so often. Um, this is other Soccer Shots owners. Um, and they're, you know, obviously in the same boat. They want to grow as men, as fathers, as, and, you know, as husbands. And this book is called Habit of Household. I'll have to send it to you. Mm, Habits good. of the Household and then Intentional Fathers. And so those are two books that, and, that, and the Intentional Fathers is, is about raising sons. Okay. Um, so it's, it's a little bit more, you know, directed towards, towards, yeah. towards a, a, it's pretty specific a male. Yeah. Yeah. So those are two books um, that they just recommended here recently. Um, I haven't got, got a chance to get them, but they're, they're on my list. Yeah, man, dudes. Yeah. Please send, send those over to me and I'll put, um, put those in the notes of the show too. Well guys, thank you so much. We are going to get out of here. Kyle, thanks so much for being here today, yep. man. It's been a lot of fun talking with you. I hope you guys were blessed by this. Please go ahead, share this with a friend, invite someone else to join Man Up. And if you're looking to get plugged in somewhere, contact us, check us out on the website. Or if you're looking to start or launch a Man Up in your area, contact us as well. We'd love to assist you in making that happen wherever you're living right now. Guys, we love you. Stay strong, be your best. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this portion of the Man Up podcast. I hope this episode challenged you to be your best and become the man you want to be. If you need more resources or want to connect with a Man Up squad near you, check out our website, manupchallenge.net. Until next week, remember, you have to choose between the cost of failure and the price to man up. They don't coexist.